You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. Ajit, coaching has changed my life. We know that coaching has changed your life. It's helped you in your relationships. It's helped you in your career. But it's also easy to forget that coaching is relatively new. It's like maybe 10 years old. What do you find to this day still prevents people from exploring coaching to help themselves? So I think coaching has been around knowingly or unknowingly for several decades at this point. I think it was not known as coaching before. I think people just called it whatever, like mentorship, or they would call it, and there were elements of coaching that were involved in it. But the popularity of coaching has grown in the past last decade, especially in the past five or six years. And I think it is the future. If you talk to any high performer, they have hired a life coach or a business coach or a health coach at some point in their life. They may not be actively engaged in one, but they have worked with one at some point. They absolutely have. And the reason for that is because there is a point in all of our lives where we feel like while we are doing great or we might be doing okay, we can do better. And that unlock happens through coaching, self-coaching, life coaching, health coaching, business coaching, whatever different coaching elements you could take. The reason for adaptability to be a little bit less is because of the accessibility is a little bit less. It's not easy to find a life coach. It's not easy to find a business coach. It's not easy to find a health coach. And even if you can find one, there is no way for somebody to know if this person is the right person for me. So it's a little bit harder for a person to kind of engage in a conversation. And so right now, it's more of coaches going out in the world and saying, hey, this is what I have offer as a result to you. We should talk, right? So the coach is making the effort to engage a client. What will happen is at a point, the scales will tip because the coaching would have got enough momentum in the world outside that people will go, where can I find a coach? Right, And there are some places you can find a coach or you can work with a coach, but usually what happens is the tendency of coaching right now, because of the, you know, the newness of coaching, is that coaching is done very in a really basic format, which is, let's say, like if anybody is an accredited ICF coach, like for example, which is one of the accrediting bodies or EMCC and so forth, which are all great organizations, the way to become a coach through these bodies or get accredited through these bodies is really basic coaching skills, like be present, ask deep active questions, listening. active yeah. listening, yeah. which is all great to some degree. But what happens is there's a point in everybody's life where, yes, you can reflect and find the answer within yourself, but there's a gap in education itself. Like, I don't know what I don't know, right? I haven't been exposed to certain ideas. While I can find the problems by reflecting, I can't find solutions by reflecting. I need to be educated on it. So coaching is also finding its new models, like the coaching models that we teach in EverCoach, in our Certified Life Coach program, is a little bit more evolved. It doesn't only focus on, hey, here's reflection, and the fundamental skills are taught first, that you absolutely need to know how to listen actively. You absolutely need to know how to maintain presence, how to you know, ask deep, meaningful questions and open-ended questions and so forth. We teach all of that. But then we top it up by saying, here are four different areas that you need to bring somebody's attention to in case they are struggling, Wow! right? And so it's not only focused on here is 
some fundamentals and just deal with these fundamentals and bring it to the world and keep practicing these fundamentals, they're great. And you need to bring education to the world as well because people just don't know what they don't know. And psychology, philosophy, biology, even spirituality has evolved so much that there is no reason for us to contain ourselves into that little box that was once discovered to keep coaching as a career safe, which is what really a setup organization does. Anything that becomes generalized is basically generalized or created for the norm. It's for the, for the average, not for the extraordinary, not for the high performer. And right now, people who are hiring coaches tend to be extraordinary, tend to be high performers because we are in the early adopter stage. Soon enough, everybody will want a life coach, health coach, business coach. It's already trending that way, but it'll become more and more trending. And then, yes, you can settle for an average coach, right? But right now, if you're a coach, you want to be extraordinary because the person you'll be working with will be an extraordinary person. And in order for you to help your clients receive those extraordinary results, you yourself need to be working on your own extraordinariness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You have to be working on yourself because you can only guide someone to as far as you've guided yourself. Yeah. I know at Evercoach, you all certify hundreds of new coaches every year and you have different certifications. You have life coaching, business coaching, health coaching. Can you walk us through what that experience is like for new coaches to go through? I mean, like from the time they come to your program to the time they finish, like what's that like for them? Yeah, absolutely. So current program, we have certified life coach. We have done all these certifications are in partnership with our partner company, Mind Valley. So when you take these programs, you're not having the experience of certified life coach by Evercoach, you actually are certified life coach by Mind Valley, which is also a very well-known name in the space of personal transformation and business transformation. So that kind of helps. The experience of somebody joining the program is something to disagree. It's about a four-month program. It's a very condensed, but very intense in the sense of that it is fast-paced. It's not here is one module and let's practice that for four weeks. That's not how we do it. We believe in educating really fast, building skills really fast, and then practice happens in the real world after that. So when somebody enrolls into a program, there's a weekly class that they attend. There's a weekly module that they engage in. And once they've done the weekly module, they all have an opportunity to ask any question that may concern that module. And this is where I directly come in and help them understand that module, give case practices, work with them in case that is required to really help them understand what really happened there or what is the meaning of it or how to really bring it into their coaching practice for themselves or for their clients. We always focus on, like you said, you need to go deep within yourself and get really good at coaching yourself. And if you will, then you will be able to help anybody get coached as well. So that's the first thing that happens, but it doesn't stop there. We know practice is the key to success. And so every single week, you have an opportunity of working in what we call pods, where you get to come together in groups and be able to practice what you learned and be able to actually coach someone in a real-time environment while you're in these pods. Now, our clients come from global environment. Like last time we did Certified Life Coach, we had about 1,400 students go through it at the same time. And then what happens is these 1,400 people come from different parts of the world. And so we break them into different time zones and we give different opportunities about three times in a week that they can choose to go in based on their time zone and their availability. So the second thing that happens is you get to engage in live pods. You get to practice this stuff. You don't only just listen to it and don't intellectually understand it. You actually get to practice it, to make it real. What we also do is we make all of this experience online, which means you can experience all of these trainings at the comfort of your home. Everything is recorded so you can watch it in case you didn't make the Q&A call. You can still submit your questions if you are not going to make for the live call. So we try to answer as many questions. We also answer questions in case, you know, we have about 90 minutes in the live Q&A call in case... 
that's not possible to answer every question at that time. We still try to respond to that question through text or through videos and so forth. So everybody kind of gets some version of a response or is directed to a place where they can find the response. Within the program, you also get to listen or watch live coaching demonstrations. So you're not just by yourself going, okay, now I just have to coach. No, you actually get to watch somebody else coach, like somebody who's a senior coach like me or some members of my team that who has coached many, many times. And you get to experience that and you get to watch that and listen to that. So you actually get to see, oh, that's what they did. That's what, here is how I would use this technique. Here is how this becomes real time. In this particular program, Certified Life Coach, that we're releasing right now, it's also very case study based. What we do is we we give you a lot of case studies of real-world problems that you will experience, and that will show up within the modules as you're going through the entire program. So I actually want to hear more about your Certified Life Coaching program. I know you created your own methodology. How did you design this methodology, and how does it differ from other life coaching methodologies? So one thing that we realized when we were studying coaching methodologies around the world, and we were studying coaching methodologies that are very popular, coaching methodologies that are less popular, because we as an organization believe coaching is a skill everybody should have. Like it's not something that we think is reserved as a career. We think coaching should be available to everyone. And everybody should have that skill because it's a very practical skill that can actually help you live a better life, period. And so we said, okay, What is it or what is in the marketplace that is the most holistic, powerful methodology? And we found some that were decent methodologies. Usually, a coaching methodology engages the mind. And that's it. They go, oh, here is mindset. Let's do the mindset work. And that's usually most coaching methodologies that are out there. And then we realized that everybody charges an insane amount of money for it, right? (laughs) They're like, oh, you want to become a coach? Here is uh, your offer. It's (laughs) $18,000. And I'm going to work with you for a year. Mm -hmm. And all I'm going to teach you is how to change your mindset. And I was like... Yes, and it's kind of unreasonable for the rest of the world sometimes, right? Maybe some people in uh, America can afford it. That also is, I'm like, $18,000 for a skill that should be available to everyone and should be accessible to everyone seems unfair to me, right? And so we found all these different certifications, nothing to beat down on them, but we just felt it was incomplete, right? So we said, A, it's overpriced, and B, it's incomplete. So we said, what is it that we can do? And so we reached out to the partnership with Mind Valley and said, hey, listen, we know because of the amount of volume we can drive because of this partnership between Mind Valley and Evercoach, we can reduce the price dramatically, right? Because we can make it really accessible because we can do volume. Because this cost of product, cost of production, cost of delivery, all of that is kind of like, you know, when you do volumes, you can reduce the price, right? So we were like, hey, if you partner, we can do volume. And if we do volume, we can reduce the price dramatically and make this skill accessible to more and more people, right? So that was first thing that we did. We said, let's reduce the price. And then we said, we need to find the best methodology or create the best methodology that is possible. So I partnered up with my business partner, Vision, who's also very successful as a mentor, as a trainer, as a teacher, and said, let's co-create something that I have tested with my life coaching clients and my business coaching clients and what you have tested in mass audiences, like in big groups, thousands of people doing it together. And so we integrated two different approaches. And the approach is that If you want to be an effective life coach, you cannot just talk about psychology and mindset. That's okay. Yes, it's a part of it, but it's not complete. It's not holistic. Fundamental of a great life coach is they understand philosophy, right? They understand and they have a philosophical approach to take on life, right? And if you don't have a strong philosophical approach, all psychology is going to fall apart because you don't have a foundation that actually holds that psychology, right? 
And so you will always keep challenging your psychology and never end the loop, right? So you're not going to get the result. You'll always feel like it's not enough, right? But you have a strong philosophy of how to hold the psychology piece. Now you can work on the psychology, right? So you start with philosophy. And I'll explain what these yeah, philosophies are as well. More, yeah. yeah. So the first foundation is you need to understand philosophy, right? The second thing is psychology, which is what we talked about, right? You need to work on your mindset. You need to figure out how to really process all those things that happen in your mind at any given time, your emotions and everything, right? But it doesn't stop there because guess what is one of the most important part is of a person when they are going out in the world? They're operating in this world with their body, right? So, so that was you, the piece that was missing. Is that that the is piece? another yeah. piece that is yeah. philosophy is missing too. In most of the coaching methodologies, there's no philosophy and people don't even talk about philosophy, right? They only talk about psychology most of the time because they think that's the container of life coaching. But life's not just your mind. Life is your body, is your habits, is your behavior on a day-to-day basis. And so if you don't work on the container, the content you can change as much you want. If your container is going to fall flat, right? If you are dysregulated, bodily, no amount of mindset work is going to help you. If you feel tired day in, day out, because let's say you have, and I'm hypothesizing, let's say you have gluten allergy and you just love bread and you keep eating it and you have no energy, good luck with your mindset work. It's not going to happen because you're just tired all the time, right? So you got to work on your body. You got to understand biology. And by biology, I'm not saying you need to be a medical student. You need to understand how your body and biology works. And lastly, which is kind of a little bit tricky and we cover a little bit of it, but we don't go full deep into it, spirituality. We all know there's something greater than us. We can't scientifically prove it yet. And so we resist it. We kind of go, oh, it's like tricky. Like, you know, I don't know if there is God, there is no God, if there is universe, no universe. We kind of debate all of that stuff, right? And that's okay to debate, but we all know there is something. So how do we lean into this unknown, unconscious, but really powerful infinite self or infinite universe that we can tap into? And that's our final protocol, final kind of concept or the pillar that we work on, which is spirituality, is how do we lean into that purpose that we talk about? How do we tap into that infinite universe and tap into greater intuition and alignment and drive and be driven instead of, or be guided, instead of guiding everything in our lives? How do we go beyond psychology and lean into that ultimate spirituality? So these are four pillars that we believe creates a holistic life coach. And that's what we are really aiming to create and work with when somebody joins us in the program. So I have so much to say about this. First, I want to say I love that you guys have really incorporated the body. I will openly say this. I used to be one of those coaches that would say, you know, strategy without your mind being right is pointless, right? Mm -hmm. And I still agree with that. I do think you need to get your mind right, but only in the past two years, and I will openly admit this, have I been really focused on that nervous system regulation. And because I've been so focused on what keeps me feeling calm inside, what keeps me feeling safe, I'm actually able to hear God speak to me through my body. And, you know, I have no problem using the word God. I don't have like triggers around the word God or a higher power or anything, but I feel more creative. I feel like my creativity moves through me more effortlessly, like without all this junk in my head about, mm-hmm. is this right or wrong? Because I started tuning in to my body. Like I've been doing this for 11 years and only in the past two years have I truly looked at my nervous system. Like I've always been someone who works out and, you know, takes care of the physical form. 
but the inside, the inner workings, like I really just want your listeners, your audience to hear this is like, you can have all the mindset, you can have all the strategy, but if you're in a constant state of anxiety, it doesn't matter how much strategy you have. If you don't trust yourself, if you are not having that relationship with something greater than yourself, you're going to have to feel like you have to do all of it on your own instead of surrendering to a higher power. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think that yeah. integration is so very important. It's so ignored in any training a lot of the times. But the reason why we love that we can integrate this is because we have four months with you. It, it would be very difficult if it was like two-week program or a four-week program because it's really hard to cover these really big topics in that short period of time. But because we have four months with you, we can really take a deep dive. And we talk every single week. And that's where we can really get into that, the juiciness that is required for us to like holistically impact your life. And it starts with the person. What we've found, we have about 500 testimonials for this program right now that we've recorded. These are recorded testimonials, but are on video or text and so on and so forth that you can see on the website. 500 people endorse this program by actually writing a testimony for this program. There's something that we track called Net Promoter Score, which is basically if you took the program, I would send you a notification at the end of the program saying, how likely are you on a scale of 1 to 10 to recommend this program to your friend. And the median average of that is taken. There's about 85 is the NPS score out of 100. That's how you calculate it. The only other product in the world that is, surpasses 85 is Tesla cars, which is 91. Right. That's how even iPhone is 61 or 62 at this point. So that's how many people say, I love this program so much, I would recommend this to a friend. And that's kind of what we are really trying to create is the transformation that happens for the person first. And then once you've had that transformation, all those things that we think about, you know, confidence, courage, all this, it's so fast to fix. You fix it so fast, you move really further. And if you want to coach, you go out and coach. But if you're a business leader, for example, you're so much better as a business leader. If you are somebody who is a parent, you're so much better as a parent. If you're finding it hard to understand your partner, take the program because you will understand your partner so much better. Yes. I love that y'all have a body first, business second approach. That's what I'm really getting, right? Because a lot of people join coaching programs and they're like, oh, I want to build this business. And it's like, no, like we need to work on your mind. We need to work on your philosophy and your body. So would you say that life coaching training is only useful for people who want to be coaches? Or what are your thoughts on using life coaching skills? I know you've touched on this a little bit, but what are your thoughts on using these skills outside of the realm of coaching to improve one life and one's so, career? So what we found is about 50% of people who take the program with us don't actually want to coach. They take the program because of the value that they see of transformation they will experience as they go through the program. So they're actually not taking the program at all to ever go out and coach in the world. But what they understand is if they have a greater understanding of something, they can create transformation on top of it for everywhere in their life. It's like saying, if I was to do Legos, right? Would it be better that you bought the Lego already assembled? And would you be able to use it more effectively? Or would you be able to use it more effectively if you knew exactly how to build it? right? If you build it yourself, right? What we're giving you is the Lego bricks. So you can create whatever structure you want to create out of it because all of us are so unique as people that yes, some programs will give you some overarching information, but once you understand how to navigate based on who you are and tweak the tools, tweak the strategies, tweak the system for your benefit, for your goals, for your intentions, for the life that you want to create, you are so much more 
well set to create the life and live the life that you want to live starting as soon as today. And that's really what we aim to with this program is to not only give you this, here is this thing and this is the only way of doing things. We give you exactly how to build your own model on top of what we give you as a foundational philosophical, psychological, emotional, bodily, and spiritual understanding. You're helping people tap into their own inner coach. Right? Because a lot of people join these coaching programs. They want to help and inspire, motivate other people. But you got to be that for yourself first. Because otherwise, it's just going to feel like a show. It's just going to feel like a show. So I actually love that you said that, what, like 50% of the people that go through, they use all these skills for themselves to improve their lives. And when you improve your life, you're going to have a ripple effect on all those people around you. Yeah. Right? I would love to know, and I'm going to share one as well, what's one simple coaching tool that you can share to help someone who is future tripping or, you know, always worrying about the future. I always say like future faking or like future tripping. You're just tripping out about the future. What's one simple coaching tool that you can offer? So one of the tools that we teach in the psychological part, and I, I'm showing that first because that's the easiest one for people to grapple onto, is at any given time, we have multiplicity of thinking that's happening in our minds, a multiplicity of thoughts that are in our mind. We are thinking not just one thought. So when you are taking and you're thinking, oh, I'm getting anxious about the future or I'm tripping about the future, it's actually the thought we chose. It's not the only thought you had. There were many thoughts you had. You chose the thought that was the most convenient at any given time. It's called firing and wiring of your neuron brains. They just automatically choose the path that you've always chosen. It could have happened because as a child, you were always neurologically choosing something to keep you safe. And so here you choose the path about, hey, future is going to suck. So, you know, this is just a way to keep ourselves safe. That's all it is, right? So that's, oh, economy is going to be bad. Oh, that's how, that's a way for us to feel safe right now in this moment because we can go, oh, now I need to protect my money or whatever I need to do. So fear, while may feel like something we don't want, our mind actually likes it because it keeps us safe. It keeps us into the bounds of where it is. And so we don't go out and do things that seem a little bit scary, right? Or a little bit different than the natural programming of our mind. So at any given time, you have a multiplicity of thoughts. There are many thoughts that you could choose from, but the one that you choose is the safest thought. And that's where you have the challenge of or the observance of, am I choosing an empowered thought or a disempowered thought? Disempowered thought is any thought that is not helpful in the immediate or long-term future for you, right? And an empowered thought is something that you can logically, rationally, in control, say, well, this is going to be more helpful to you or helpful to me in that direction. The first thing that we have to do to be able to use this tool is to have the understanding and the presence to say that this is what is happening in my mind right now. Like, for example, somebody who's future tripping to not just keep future tripping, but actually go, oh shit, I am future tripping. That's the first step. First step is to go awareness. And that's something that we show in the program how to do. But you get aware to where, oh, that's what's happening for me right now. I am tripping on my future. I'm just creating this reality that does not exist, right? And I'm choosing a disempowered thought because if I choose to think that economy is going to suck, I'm going to lose my job, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to act from fear. I'm going to not take action. I'm going to feel like it's anyways going to be hell anyway. So what's the point? I'm going to start operating from a place of fear. It's not going to help me and create a more effective future. Let's say economy is going to go to shit. Let's say you will lose your job. But that's not helping you save the job or create a new job or create a new career out of it. You're just simply tripping on what's really bad already or your mind has decided that it'll be bad already. What if we chose a different thought, right? Because we have the option, right? And if you give yourself the presence, so that's the thought I chose, you can challenge what is the other thought that could happen? 
let's assume the scenario is true. Economy is going bad. Okay, so let's say that, let's draw out that scenario. Economy is going to be bad. People are going to lose jobs. People are going to look for other ways to make money. I can look for other ways to make money. What are the things that I could possibly learn right now while I do have my job that will give me the skill of the future? Same circumstance, different choice of thinking. Different choice of thinking. I was going to add to that exact same thing, what has worked for me, anytime I notice myself worrying about the future, I'll say to myself, first of all, I'll say that thought out loud. Because when I say it out loud, then I can actually hear it and say, is this actually true? Do I want to keep thinking this thought? So I like, I will actually say out loud, I'm worried about not bringing in enough money next month, right? Mm-hmm. I will actually say that. And then, so I ask myself, what is the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. And I will walk myself through the worst case scenario. And I'll ask myself, would I be able to handle that? Yeah, I'd be able to handle that, Mm -hmm. right? And then I ask myself, what's the best case scenario? And I'm like, best case scenario is that I bring in this much and I'm having fun doing it and it's exciting and I'm I'm like, okay, I want to operate from that place because we can choose. We can choose our thoughts. But like you said, first step is we have to notice when we're in that spiral because when we're future tripping, it feels so real and it feels so necessary. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I need to worry about this so that I can stay safe and protect myself. Absolutely. I want to give an example of a scenario which Mm -hmm. happened recently, literally like yesterday or two days (laughs) before. And I'm sharing this because I am human like anybody else, right? So like somebody else can trip on a future or a present scenario, so can I. So what happened was we just came back from Chicago a couple of days ago. And as we came back, uh, my wife is right in the mode of doing her book launch. So she has a lot of activities planned that she has to go for. And sometimes because of all the stuff that's happening in our life, she forgets to inform me that something's happening, right? So as we come back, Monday evening, she had a podcast. Tuesday evening, she had some activities she had to go for. Wednesday evening, she had some activities she had to go for. And I was left with the kids. And I was like, why am I watching kids every evening? Which is fine. I love my kids. But at the same point in time, I'm like, I didn't plan. Like, I I don't have an agenda for my kids, which if I don't have an agenda, it becomes really... Scattered. You know, it's scattered yeah. and my kids don't enjoy it either. They just say, okay, then we'll watch TV. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to be a present dad. And so I have to figure out the activity last minute and it was getting me really frustrated. Mm. And so frustrated that I started to think, well, Nita doesn't want to be a mom. Oh, wow. Right? That's the story that I first started yeah. with. I'm like, she just doesn't want to take responsibility of the kids. And so that's why she just plans these things and she doesn't have to plan these things and so forth. And I asked myself that, and I was tripping on it for maybe like three hours, right? Or two hours or something like that. And then I said, but is that true? Is that true? And then I was like, oh, I'm in my trap. I'm in my trap. Like I'm creating this story without talking to the person, without talking to the situation, without actually evaluating the situation. I'm just creating the story. So I said, okay, is that true? The answer was clearly not. I mean, she's an amazing mother to our kids and so forth. And so like, okay, so what is it that may be happening? And what is it that I need in the situation, right? What is it that is my desire that is being unfulfilled or my need that is not being met that may be leading me to have this emotion right now, right? And so my question was, is that true? The answer is no. Then I said, okay, what is another option? Whatever thought pattern that I could have? And the other thought pattern, I was like, well, maybe she was just so busy, that you've just forgot to inform. So she just needs to be brought to the awareness off that, hey, love, we can totally do this. I love my kids. I love hanging out with them. I just need a notification so I can plan something so I can actually have fun with them instead of feeling like, oh, 
I'm going to come up with something last minute and I have an 18-month-old daughter and a four-year-old, so they need a little bit different plan. <laughs> Instead of doing that, I can go, oh, I have a fun day today with fun evening on Wednesday with the kids. So let's plan something instead of me responding and reacting. And it would give me that space to be able to plan. So would you be open to sharing when you have something coming up instead of just telling me three hours before? Because, you know, I'm at work or I'm doing something, I have my own agenda, so I can make sure that I clear out some schedule or I plan something or whatever that might be, right? So, and I communicated that. It was very nice, very comforting. Nita was like, you're absolutely right. I totally see you that I should have informed. It was so hectic. I just completely forgot. I'll be more mindful. You know what I'm going to do? I'm gonna, just going to share that calendar because on my calendar, what I do, I'll just share it with you. So you know which evenings or which afternoons or which mornings I have a radio interview or a TV because she's like on radio, TV, podcast all day, every day these days. Like literally today she left for another Tampa, thing like that, yeah. right? For Tampa for, for something like that. So she's like always on something because it's the season of her book launch. And so I was like, okay, that's fair. And so suddenly I don't have the trigger. I don't have the challenge. I'm not doubting my wife. But to get to that place, you have to reorganize your thinking structure. You have to reorganize your thought and go, is that true? Am I actually believing this to be true? Is there an alternate thought? Could there be an alternate scenario? And if I could find those things, then it's easier for me to lean into a conversation that immediately solves that problem right? So like you can create a scenario around future, you could create a scenario about something that's happening for you right now in your life, which is actually creating a disconnection between you and the person you love, which is very likely a lot of us, the relationships that separate out are not relationships that fall out of love. They just stop communicating. That's one of the greatest things that we found recently, like in research this has been found, is relationships that are separated are not because they're out of love from each other. They just don't communicate anymore. And they just assume things and they just don't talk about things and they put it under the rug or whatever. And because of that, of course, one day you wake up to going, oh, I don't love my partner. But that's just not true. That's just not true. I want to just say thank you because I know, you know, it's you, you're showing this human side and I know so many people can benefit from me even hearing that like you were stuck in your story for three hours, right? Like, and three hours is not that long of a time, right? But we all need our time to process and it's not about shortening the time. Like you need to process as much as you need to process, right? And you had more than enough awareness for you to realize like, this is not a story that I want to continue telling myself. I also want to point to the fact that had you not been connected to your body, like we need to be connected with our body because when we are telling those stories and we're not connected to our body, those stories feel so real. But when we're connected to our body, in our body, it feels icky. And we're like, why do I feel so icky in my body? Oh, because I'm telling myself a sucky story about my partner who I love, right? So like that just shows right there why Evercoach is amazing for all your new coaches coming through and who just want to better themselves is because it's not just about your mindset. It's you have to be connected with your body so that you can see when there's an incongruency, when there's a disconnect. So I'm just happy that you all talked about that and sorted it out. Yeah, and thank you for bringing the, the body part because how I got out of that mindset was because I went to work out. Oh, wow. So I had my trainer scheduled for at like two o'clock or something like that. And so I went and I was just, you know, grumpy a little bit as I right. walk in. And as you pick weights, you know, because your mind is silent for a hot second because focused on that weight that you're about to pull, uh, you suddenly go, oh crap, I'm just, I'm stuck in my story. That's just, that's what it is. And suddenly, boom, your, your wheels start turning. And that's why getting out of your body is so important. It could be in many different ways. I'm, for me, it was the workout, but it could be 
dance, it could be movement, it could be breathing, all of these things that we cover inside the program. But there could be many ways to get into your body or feel into your body and kind of get out of that thing that you're in and then reverse it. Ajit, I would love to hear about the four different parts of your CLC, your certified life coaching methodology that you use to certify new coaches. Absolutely. So the four elements, the first element is called presence. Presence is understanding that the complete control of your life at any given point is only in this moment, this moment. This present moment is all there is. There is no past, there is no future. And there's no reason for us to believe that our past is in control of our present. It is not. It's a fallacy to think that and it's a fallacy to, to lean into that too much. Now, there might be some edge cases where the past was so traumatic that it does hold you back. But most of the time, the past is not that traumatic. About 90% of the world or 95% of the world does not thinks that they have a traumatic past, but they don't. They simply have a past that may have shaped their thoughts. But at any given moment, any given moment, and that starts from this moment right now, you can completely change what your reality is. You can completely change what your past even is. And here's what that means. is let's say, and this is my past, right? My past is I kept telling myself my story for the longest time in my life that my parents do not love me, right? And the story comes from that I have a brother and it felt like that my parents just loved my brother because that's the story I told myself because I was the younger kid and so forth. So for the big part of my life, I was like, my parents don't love me. I'm not loved. I'm not appreciated, right? For a long period of my time until... I said, I can continue to operate as if they don't love me or I can start being present to how they are with me or what is it that they're doing for me right now or how they are with me right now in this moment. Do I feel that love? And the answer was, yes, I feel the love. My mother taking care of my kids, I feel the love. My mom and dad traveling all the way from India to our house, staying with us for months. I feel the love. Them saying, you know what? You and Nita haven't had the time to just spend time with yourself. Go over for the weekend. We got the kids. I feel the love. My dad making extraordinary measures to take care of my house in India where I don't even live anymore. I feel the love. There are so many places where I feel the love. I'm like, where is that story, that bullshit that I told myself as a 12-year-old kid holding me as a 30-year-old man, 35-year-old man, 38-year-old man? So... I'm 38 now. I don't have to be contained by what my 12-year, 13-year, 14-year-old self thought. And so there is no control that your past actually has on you except when you give it control. So the first thing and the first thing you want to do is to get real present. Real present to understand that this moment is the only moment and you can transform any belief, any structure, any, anything that has held you back in this moment. And so is your future doesn't have the control on you. This is one of the questions you asked before, Vasavi, is where you said, what if you're freaking out about the future? All of us are freaking out about the future at any given time. It could be because of life freaking out. It could be a relationship freak out. It could be a person freak out. It could be partner, parents freak out. It could be partner. It could be kids freak out. We're always freaking out about the future. But here's the truth. None of us know how to control the future right? There's no way we have any idea unless you're from the Avengers and you're Tony Stark and you figured out how to time jump, which you haven't, and you don't have access to the quantum realm. So no, you do not present yourself into future unless you have delusionally thought that you are Tony Stark and <laughs> you are crazy. in all timelines <laughs> and you know the future. Good luck to you in life. But generally, you do not know the future. You predict the future. You are making up the future. And because of that, you're not letting your present to actually control your current reality because you are freaking out. You're presenting yourself as dysfunction, the things that you believe will happen, but will not happen. And most of the time, do not happen. And 
if you want to, go ahead and practice this. Look at it. Where you have thought of a worst case scenario. And then how many times does that worst case scenario actually happen? Very rarely. Very, very rarely. And a lot of the times it happens because you keep working for that worst case scenario to happen because you believe that will happen. You see how that is actually one of those situations where you're creating the future by actively creating that future in this moment, all right? So you're destroying your future, actively destroying in this moment. And so you want to be mindful of neither your future or your past has any control in your life. The only thing that has control in your life is right now, right? And that's the first learning and growth and growth edge that you kind of lean into and learn the skills for to get really, really present in this moment, present in the now. And that's the first principle that you lean into and learn how to coach yourself to get to. The second pillar is called organize your mind. Organize your mind is the tools and techniques to choose a more powerful thought or more empowered thought at any given moment and to regulate your nervous system and your emotional system using certain tools, techniques, and strategies. You see, our thoughts impact our emotions and our emotions impact our thought. They're not completely indifferent to each other. They have great impact on each other. And so both of them need to be regulated for us to be able to operate into a place that actually helps us, right? No thought is useful if it's not empowered. If the thought is actually keeping you at bay, keeping you in fear, keeping you in concern, keeping you in your old reality that you do not want, it's not a powerful thought. So to create powerful thoughts or choose powerful thoughts, we need to use model of empowered thinking. So we show you exactly how to pick empowered thinking in different scenarios, different case studies, different projections of, hey, here is how you can do it in a day-to-day life because our life is lived moment to moment. It's not something in a span of a year you can predict how life is going to be. Life's happening now. As you listen to this, life is happening, right? So second thing that you want to be mindful of is organizing your mind, and that includes organizing your emotions. Then comes the third element, which we called bioengineering. Bioengineering is understanding your biology and understanding habits and behaviors that govern our life. Conscious behaviors, unconscious behaviors, how to change them, how to navigate life that would be presented to you as these habits adapt. And that would be the third thing that we will be showing you exactly how to do. And they all interconnect. So you don't have to think about step one is to be present, step two is organize your mind, step three is bioengineering. It could be you could start at bioengineering if that's what is your vibe and your being, or you can start being present, or you can start with organizing your mind. And then comes the last element, the last pillar, which is called connectedness. Connectedness is you leaning into your purpose, either being guided to it or working towards it to discover it, right? So it could be either of those, but it is about finding your purpose and knowing your dharma, your direction of travel in life. And then we also train you in the methodology of six-phase meditation. This is a model that is created by my business partner, Vision, which talks about six great elements that will help you live a more connected life, a more intuitive life, life that is guided by the highest self, your highest self, universe, the field, God, whatever you want to call it. But basically, that is what we show you how to do. We demonstrate to you how to do. And we help you understand not just for yourself, but also how to guide other people through it. So when you get certified as a certified life coach by Valley, you're not only getting certified life coach, but you're also getting certified six-phase meditation facilitator. So you are allowed to then go out and facilitate six-phase meditations. It's a recent book that Vision wrote as well, which is very, very, very well known. And tens of thousands of copies were sold for it. So it's a very popular methodology, but it also gets you to start a model or show up in a 
space as a person who's facilitating meditation and then leaning into life coaching if that is what you feel you're more guided towards if you want to choose it as a career. So all of those elements are covered during these four months while, of course, the first three weeks we cover fundamentals of coaching. So that's something that I didn't cover, but that's basically fundamentals of coaching, awareness, asking questions, being present, all of that stuff that helps you coach someone, of course, also helps you coach yourself. So those are the principles of Certified Life Coach. When you listen to this episode, it's very likely we are promoting Certified Life Coach. And so what we're going to do is we're going to link up this episode. Below this episode, we are going to link up a page where you can go ahead and apply. Like I said previously in this conversation, we don't want to think about this program as how can we make the most money out of this? What we are thinking about this program as is how can we create more and more coaches in the world that can help themselves, or by coaches it means coaching as a skill, that can help themselves to live a better life. We know times are changing. It's already here. Like be it economy, be it not economy, it doesn't matter. Times are changing. How we interact in the world has changed already, right? So all these times that are changing, you need skills to be able to adapt. No better skill than coaching to adapt to a life that is changing. So what we want to do is we want to make it accessible. So what you will find is it's an incredibly accessible program. All you have to do is you have to deposit two more dollars to kind of get an application form. It'll take you about five minutes. This is mostly to make sure nobody has an unreasonable expectation of the program. So we read your application. We make sure that there's no unreasonable expectation, like I'll make a million dollars tomorrow type of situation because we don't offer that. And then we approve you and the program is $2,500 paid in full. If you take a payment plan, there's like a six-month payment plan that we offer. So it's very, very reasonable for you to be able to go from just barely understanding how to coach to becoming a really, really good coach. Oh,